Welcome back to Global Supply Chain Week. My name's Kevin Hill, executive publisher here at Freight Waves, and we have a great talk coming up. We're going to talk about ethics and sustainability, a little bit about blockchain, I think, as well. As it pertains to the global supply chain, I'm joined here with uh, Justin Golson, who is a professor. He's also a TEDx speaker, executive board member, outside director, author, and studies sustainability and ethics, and that is his research. Welcome to the show today, Justin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I, I listed off uh, a few things that, that you have on LinkedIn uh, about what you do, but can you explain to our audience out here exactly what that means and, and what you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so currently I'm a professor of project and supply chain management at Penn State University where I blend supply chain management, emerging technologies, and sustainability in all of my research as well as in, in my teachings. Um, because of that, I, I work closely with the Sustainability Institute at Penn State um, as well as the Institute for Computational and Data Sciences at the institution. And we are moving into an area where we are create, we're bringing professors from different disciplines. We're creating this interdisciplinary environment where we are moving away from practical application and we are, are moving into practical application, I should say, and moving away from the theory because it's my argument that we're creating some amazing research that get get that gets lost within the within the peer-reviewed journal articles for these artificial intelligence applications to find it uh, years from now when it's too late, you know. So so I think that we are creating actionable research, and that's one thing that I'm very passionate about. So, so Justin, can you share some of the, the research topics that you're doing that don't fall within that really that AI-enabled search and find that you find in a lot of peer-reviewed research? Yeah, so so there's there's a lot of work we're doing in terms of sustainability, where we are we are uh, bringing in uh, shared a, a shared leadership model. You know, where we are doing research on the positive impacts of bringing uh, millennials and Gen Z's into to have them let them have a seat at the table, if you will, um, to harness creativity, to harness innovation, to have a positive impact on the bottom line for an organization. Um, so that's just that's one example. Another example from a technology perspective is we are actually implementing artificial intelligence for positive social change. So we can immediately take these algorithms that are created and implement them within within the industry to make a positive impact on communities. So when you say implementing AI uh, for for sustainability, uh, can you delve dive down a little bit deeper into that? So the big issue that we're having in terms of artificial intelligence is that these algorithms are are developed by by individuals. They're developed by humans, and that's one thing where we are we are providing a consensus based approval process in the development of these algorithms, where whenever these algorithms are created, then they are going to be reviewed by a diverse community of individuals. And then once they approve those those particular algorithms, then they are actually put put into place and actually put into into production. 
So, so let's uh, switch over to, to ethics and, and focus a little bit on, on ethics in the supply chain. Uh, you know, supply chains are, are complex and, you know, they, they stretch uh, some, sometimes around the globe to multiple countries and ethical dilemmas always pop up. What are your thoughts and, and can you tell us a little bit about, you know, those ethical dilemmas and, and what supply chains uh, face? I know from a from a supply chain perspective, um, we have I always say that supply chains are complex for a reason in some aspects. We have we have modern slavery within our supply chains. We have child labor within our supply chains. And I think that we can have we can leverage technology such as blockchain to increase the transparency throughout throughout our supply chains. Um, I, that's one thing that I'm, that I'm working on with a number of, of uh, leaders throughout different industries, you know, where we can create supply chains and we can start we can start from the farm and start putting those transactions on the supply chain and then that's transparent to all consumers around the world in a permissionless blockchain, if you will. So so that 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 could mean that we could have a a a a platform, if you will, where you can have your particular garment, you can put that garment's, you know, UPC code or lot number on on the on the blockchain and then you can track and trace that 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 garment all the way from the source. So, so let's uh, because I don't know a lot about black, blockchain, and I don't think a, a lot of our, our audience or our experts in, in blockchain, uh, like Patrick Duffy or you know President of Bitta, is in. And we've been talking a little bit about blockchain throughout the, the, the conference. Well, let's take a concrete example, and that is uh, the, the Xinjiang region uh, of China, and the U.S. has recently banned all cotton coming out of that, uh, out of there because of slave labor. Issues, but it's, it's very hard to track down where cotton comes from. Those raw materials, uh, you know, can we go through a, like a case study of using blockchain uh, and and other technologies to to be able to help uh, trace where you know where you're procuring raw materials or where your vendors are procuring raw materials. Mm -hmm. So, so if we were to use that, if we were to use a garment that that began that that began out of China. If we have this 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 retailer, if you will, if we have the Walmart, if we have, let's just say, if we have Amazon, if Amazon would 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 institute a policy to say all transactions that go into making this particular garment has to be put on the blockchain, then then you have all you have all business partners, all players that have skin in the game. So whenever you have this this manufacturer that has to put their information on the blockchain, they have to go to their suppliers to say, okay, in order for us to continue business, because Amazon makes up this percentage of my organization, of my business, you have to put your transactions on the blockchain. So, so it's that, it, it's that, that, that where we move, we move upstream, you know, up, up to the up, up to the supply chain, all the way to the supplier, where each business partner has to has to collaborate, and they have to work with each other to ensure that all of those transactions are put on a blockchain. Now we have seen we have seen some of that with the pandemic. We've seen this increased collaboration with the pandemic, but I always say that you know why to get to a pandemic for us to to communicate and collaborate and to increase transparency through our supply chains. But but given that given that 
you know, we have seen the 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 initial steps in that process. I think that this this adoption and this transition will be will be uh, a little bit easier. Do you think that the pandemic you mentioned, you know, why does it take a pandemic for us to, to do a number of things that, that we've, the world has done over the last year? But I guess necessity is the, the mother of all invention. Uh, do you see an acceleration in the adoption of whether it be blockchain or AI or algorithms that really are, are, are used and able to, to track and trace uh, movement of not only the finished goods but the raw materials and all through the production and distribution line I think that I think that well we've, we've seen the acceleration in artificial intelligence because we had the vaccine because of artificial intelligence because typically it would take years for us to get to get you know a, a, a vaccine so so we've already seen the acceleration of, of AI in that in that regard but I think that we're I think that we're a ways away um, from the adoption of blockchain, and I think that that adoption is going to begin with is going to begin with one of the big players. It's going to begin with the Walmart. It's going to begin with the Target. It's going to begin with an Amazon to say, okay, now all of, now you all have to adopt this new technology, this new solution, um, in order to do business with us. Uh, so. So that's one thing. That's one thing that that I, that I see. Um, I, but another thing I want to note is that whenever we say AI, I always refer to it as augmented intelligence. It's not going to take over jobs. It's only going to assist individuals in in their in their day to day processes. Um, so that's one thing I just want to stress in that in that. Um, yes, we're going to see an acceleration in AI, but it's going to to make our jobs easier and it's going to allow for individuals to focus on more value added activities. When we talk about adoption of, of supply chain or not of supply chain, but adoption of, of blockchain um, and one of the, the largest players will have to go out and be the, be on the forefront. We kind of saw that uh, during the, this past year with uh, remote working. Right. No one really wanted to be the, the first one out uh, doing the test case, um, but out of necessity with the pandemic, everyone had to do it at once. I mean, you didn't really have a choice, and it turned out not to be so bad. Do you, do you think that there's going to have to be another uh, emergency or something that, that really rattles the world for blockchain to all of a sudden become a necessity? Maybe it is, you know, the... You know, something in the raw materials or, or some kind of, you know, I don't want to say a disease, but but something that that really is a concern to a lot of people that spreads through through the world, whether it's through physical products or or, or a virus to, to to take that action to where everyone has to switch to the blockchain and those protocols as a necessity. I think that I think that the I think that we're going to see this accelerated adoption due to the consumers. The consumers are going to, are going to want this increased transparency, you know. So, so I think that that's where you're going to see this acceleration of this tool. Um, there are there are discussions that that Walmart is is already looking to standardize uh, these these applications. There are a number of consortiums uh, within the, within the industry that are trying to create global standards uh, for for blockchain. Um, similar to how we've created global standards for EDI, for example. Um, so, so there are there are uh, steps in the right direction to standardize this process, and I think that I think that although it may be a few a few years away, 
um, I think that I think that it's going to it's going to be adopted. So, so Justin, you, you mentioned alliances and uh, associations and, and uh, collaboration with setting up standards for for blockchain. Uh, we're doing that, you know, our president here, uh, or, or president of, of the Blockchain and Transportation Alliance, uh, Patrick Duffy, uh, certainly works on that day in and, and day out. You, you mentioned consumers as well, and maybe driven by consumer sentiment or tastes. Uh, what are some of the top two or three, uh, you know, changes in what consumers will want that might drive the acceptance of blockchain? I believe the biggest I believe the biggest thing is is transparency and another thing is the the proof of sustainable practices. Um, they want to know the source of they want to know the source of of their products. They want to ensure that those products are sourced sustainably. There there is no no slave labor as we said before within those processes. They want to ensure that there's no child labor uh, uh, within those processes. They want to ensure that those they want to ensure what what part of the world those particular items are are sourced from. Or so for example, uh, they're they're not manufactured in in a factory that you know also works with tree nuts or or a factory. Um, that, 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 or, 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 or to ensure that that particular product is indeed organic, you know, so you're going to need a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, visibility in that regard. And it's going to come down to the consumers. And then another thing is that, you know, millennials and Gen Z's, they perform a lot of research in terms of where their products come from. Um, so they want to ensure that what's doc what's documented within the within those uh, 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 marketing materials on social media is indeed true. Um, so so you're going to see a lot of research in your and your and they're going to say, okay, prove it, prove it, and then that's going to come down to to information on the blockchain. So I guess it all really comes down to. At the end of the day, just like everything else in life, is is ethics, right? It'll be driven by by ethics. Uh, and let, let's 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 close the the, the interview and, and talk the last few minutes here about ethics and supply chains and some of those trends that that you're seeing um, and, and what yeah what those those trends are going forward with uh, more bringing in more ethical practices to a global supply chain. Yeah, I think the I think the the biggest thing. I mean, we've heard of the term greenwashing and social washing uh, uh, often, and I think that because of social media, you're going to have to act ethically. If you're not acting ethically, then it's going to be on social media and it's going to go viral very quickly. Um, so I think that just because due to technology, you know, these organizations are going to have to have to walk the talk, if you will, uh, from a, from an ethical perspective. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I, I think um, certainly the, the more transparency that's brought to the market, uh, the more ethically driven uh, you know life will be in, in supply chains as well. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Justin. Uh, how does our audience reach out and and learn more about your your work, <clears throat> what you're doing at Penn State, view your TEDx talk? How do they, they, they get into contact with you? Yes, if you go on if you go on TED.com and you type in Justin Ghost and you will see those TEDx talks. 
Um, also, if you go on LinkedIn, I upload a lot of, of content in the area of supply chain management, sustainability, um, and emerging technology such as blockchain and artificial intelligence. And you can also reach me on uh, via email at jlg566 at psu.edu. Thank you again, Dr. Justin Gilston. Uh, and everyone, stay tuned for our, our next fireside chat here at the Global Supply Chain Week.